This, 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 this is mythical. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is Charles Neal from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach and hope you're here to get involved and have a good time again with my son Link from mm-hmm. Good Mythical Morning. Get involved with me. I'm ready to I'm ready to get involved, Dad. Let's do this. We're gonna get involved and see what we can swing into this week. Yeah. How you feeling? Doing pretty good. You feeling fresh? Yeah. Yeah, doing good. I see that bed back there. It's still nice and made up. You're in the guest room, right? That's correct. You had any guests stop by recently? Yeah, Brandy and Cameron came about two weeks ago. Nancy's daughter and and your grandson. Yep. How many grandkids you got total then? If you if you include Nancy's grandkids, how many? There's uh, th- three, right? One, two, three on three, Nancy's three. side and six and eight. I got eight. My kids is Lawrence three more, two. six, seven, eight from Lawrence. Yep. You're right. You get the math is right. We both had to do a little bit of counting, and they're kind of scattered around. Man, you're definitely a professional granddad when you got eight of them. Two of them's in Arizona, and three of them in California, and the rest of them here in North Carolina. I could technically be be a granddad anytime. I hope it's not right around the corner. Like in talking to <laughs> Lincoln and Lily, <laughs> there's no plans. <laughs> And so I don't believe it's going to happen anytime soon, but technically it could. Oh, it could. Technically it could because they're getting of age where something like that could happen. I'm trying to figure out, I, I definitely don't feel ready to be a grandparent, but is it some? I mean, is there any prep I need to be doing now? I probably need to start practicing keeping more cash in my wallet. Like, I don't know, what a, what's, a, what, what's a good granddad thing to do? Like unapologetically farting in front of your family. I don't know what else is there. If you do that, then it just breaks the ice and everything else is just icing on the cake after that. So just, You don't want to do it on a cake, though. Probably ne- You probably need to have a little cash in your pocket where they they probably want to go somewhere and get something. Just slip them a one. Go get a piece of pizza like they did to, yeah. when y'all came down here or something. So that's kind of a good thing to do, but... You know, like we are living here at the beach and just carry them to the beach and let them go swimming and have a big time in the summertime. You don't take a lot of money to do that. And you can just be there for more of the fun and then you give them back. That's the that's the grandparent trope. That That's the main thing right there, giving them back. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being, being granddaddy? Just enjoying being around them and having a good time with them and, and just making memories with them. That's the main thing that you that my thing is with them and 
hoping they remember some of the stuff that we, when we get together, that we do. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't know about the baby part. You know, I'm real rusty when it comes to babies. I don't recall, like, loving the baby phase. You know what I'm saying? And when they get older, say, they remember more stuff when they're babies. They don't remember you going up and goo- gooing and gawing at them and doing stuff. That, they don't remember that, you know, but when they get two, up from up about two to three, then they, they'll start remembering what grandmom and granddaddy's doing with them, and then, then it just goes right on from there. I really plan on getting involved with my grandkids when they can remember the damage I'm doing, like when I'm screwing them up, <laughs> spoiling them. That, that's grandparents' prerogative. If uh, moms and dads say, don't give them that ice cream. They can't have too much of that. And yeah, I, that, that just goes in one ear, not the other one. You just give it to them anyway when they ain't looking. I remember that from our perspective. Don't give them all that much sugar. They're going to be bouncing off the walls tonight. They ain't going to sleep none. I said, well... They're going home with y'all. They ain't going home with me anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I give them the ice cream and the candy or whatever they want. Yeah. The, the, the memories are coming back now. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. You know, one of these days you get to pass it on down the line. That's right. Okay. Pay it forward. I get it. Yeah. Oh, that's why you spoil the grandchildren. To get back at your parents. Oh, okay. I can do that. I think I understand the assignment. Well, I got a... Holler out from a, I had a listener from Newfoundland teach me what the word shag means there. In Newfoundland. Newfoundland. A.K.A. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Okay. Yeah. You can say it either way. I was just trying to translate. And the girl's name, her name is Nora Vinoit. She said, we use the word shag in the European way, but it's more commonly used in the phrases, what's Odds. Shag it. What's odds? Yeah. What's odds? Shag it. I don't know what that means. What's odds? Shag it. What does that mean? She's got me all up in there and it says, which essentially translates to whatever or who cares or blanket. Blanket. Yeah. The F word. Oh, fuck it. Yep. Somebody's got to say it, Dad. Just for clarity. Yeah. So what odd shag shag it means just uh fuck it. Who cares? Okay. Whatever. Well, yeah, because it is because shag does mean to screw. So then if you say shag off. Yeah, that's what she she also said that's what she said. We also say just shag off. Oh, yes. I can I could do that. I could say well, yeah, I could I could <laughs> shag off. Hey, if that's what you want, just tell me. Now, I think I yeah. could use that at, in, in in my vocabulary toolbox. You can't. I can't. Yeah, it won't work for you. You're too close to the dance community to start coming up with the, the Newfoundland way to say things. But okay, if you wanna if you wanna give her a holler out, do it. Holler out. And I I hope we did your uh shag question, figured it out do, do you know where we could shag on off somewhere? <laughs> Yeah, totally different meaning, man. And I also had another listener, Zach Basile from Newfoundland, teach me a saying they have over there. Really? Deed I is my old cot, and long may your big jib draw. You got to say that again, Dad. So you're getting multiple emails from Newfoundland? I got two. So what is it again? Deed I is 
me old cock, and long may your big jib draw. Mm. Mm. What does that mean? It says apparently this comes from an initiation ceremony where the person must drink screech rum. And I don't know what screech rum is. I mean, we are are both lost now. Deed I is me old cock. And long may your big jib draw. I am lost. He's going to have to send us another email. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got uh, so another email from Emily Hoke. said, my dad's golf group has started using their penises instead of golf clubs. I thought that was so strange. But he says it's because he's never seen a dick without a hole in one. Oh, I didn't. That didn't start off as a joke. I thought it'd start off as a sharing time, but then it became a joke. Became a joke. I yeah. never saw a dick without a hole in it. Without a hole in it. Without a hole in one. With a hole in one. <laughs> okay, hit me with another one. Kyle sent us one. What did the hurricane say to the coconut tree? What did the hurricane say to the coconut tree? It said hurricanes blowing the coconut tree around, bending it over. Dropping its coconuts. I got I got nothing. Nut thing. Says, hold on to your nuts. This is no ordinary blowjob. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've lived through a few hurricanes, right? I mean, they come through down there yep. in Myrtle Beach. Since you've moved down there, how many have hit? Maybe one since we've been here. Are you prepared though for, I mean like next time a hurricane's coming, cause like basically every hurricane season, every year, it feels like chances are you would get one. When they say there's a hurricane coming, do you do you leave or do you hunker down? Uh, most of the time I stay. And that's worked out so far. Yeah, but it, and we kind of knew what was coming watching the weather and stuff, but if, I mean if they told us there was a four or five coming, I'd be gone. I'd be history. I'd be up the road somewhere. Right. I don't miss hurricanes. I mean, they're way too destructive and scary, but at times I do find myself missing a just a nice thunderstorm. You know, out here, it doesn't thunder. Hard, it, I mean, you never hear thunder and lightning. At a certain time of year, especially those like summer thunderstorms, it can be dramatic. It, it's scary, but it's there's a there's at least a little bit of excitement. Like, there's, there's no reason to watch the weatherman here. Like when I grew up, I was like, my hero was the weatherman, you know? Bob DeBartelaven. Oh yeah. And then Greg Fischel. You know, it's like you hang on their every word. Oh, you can't, we can't go out tonight. It's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be storming. It's gonna be crack-a-lacking pretty badly. But there was just a sense of excitement and there's like this magician on television who can tell you exactly where it's gonna go. And you're like, you can look at it on a radar. I I do miss that, like the electrified communal local experience of rain and storms. I don't want to be struck by lightning. That wouldn't be any fun at all. <laughs> Might be a good story. You never been struck by lightning? Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, see, almost it was in 1973. We were I was still farming. And uh, we were standing at a buck barn, and I 
A storm come up, me and Mike, Newton, and Timmy were standing there talking. We helped one another putting the bike and different stuff. And I had my foot and hand up on a metal rack. And all of a sudden, a, a pop of lightning hit a tree, run under, down on the ground and run up and run up on that thing, that racking table. And it jolted me pretty good. And when I saw that I lived through that, I said, boys, it's time to go to the house. And I got in my truck and left and went home. It jolted you? Did the electricity like escape and create like a wound or anything? No, it just kind of... Kind of like if you messing with some wiring and stuff, and it's you, you spark and hit something. It'll most of the time it'll knock you loose from it, and that's what it did with me. Did you fall down or shit your pants? No, I didn't do neither one of them, but I I was pretty pretty shook up. I said, "It's time to go, boys. We 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 don't need to be shooting the shit out here no more. We need to go into the house." <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I love the fact that we're sitting here talking about storms. It's- It's like you're sitting on this I've been struck by lightning story. I got to pry these things out of you. It's like (laughs) I have to ask you everything under the sun. It's like I had no clue you were struck by lightning. That's the adventure of of, uh, Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. You never know who's going to get struck by lightning. (laughs) No. (laughs) And and I hope it ain't neither one of us again. I'm telling you. Yeah. I got uh, another email from Noah Carson. It says, two old men were sitting on the porch. What? Oh, Lord. Watching a dog lick his balls. (laughs) One old man says to the other, maybe someday I wish I could do that. Okay. And the other responds, you probably can. You just better make sure you pet him first. (laughs) (laughs) You probably can. You you just... Probably need to pet him first. <laughs> yeah, you get. There's an order to these things, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know what the baseball bases for intimacy with a dog are, but uh, I don't. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, base one is probably petting the dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't mean to go down this road, Dad. I'm sorry. I, and now I'm afraid to ask. Have you ever licked a dog's balls? <laughs> I feel like I have to ask you everything now. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a relief. I used to cut them out of little pigs, though. Okay. And do that when I was raising pigs. You always, when they're about six weeks old, you neutered them and sprayed them and where you could raise them to be, you uh, to feed them out and get meat from them. Well, you can get meat from a pig with balls, can't you? Yeah, but it makes it be leaner and... It can be it can be tough if you don't do that to them. Really? And then you don't need but you don't need but so many boars to help try to help have pigs. So you, you that's the reason you do it. Oh man, that's visceral. So like this is just is it like just a swipe of the knife? Just take a little right. You swing them up between your legs and hold hold the legs out and. Cut them out and pop them out and cut the little string off and then take the oh, God. Nit- nitrotan and, and spray them and, and put them back down on the ground oh. and let them run around screaming a little bit. Oh, no. This is the, this is the, you grew up on a farm. This is how things are done. Yeah. Well, I raised pigs like that. That's the reason I had to do it. I had, I had about 30 sows that had pigs year round. So it was just, just a way to make a living. 
Oh my gosh. I guess after a certain point, you don't think about it too much, but you got me thinking about it way too much. (laughs) Tell me another story about getting struck by lightning. I gotta erase that one from my memory. (laughs) I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Somebody, like a couple of weeks ago when we did those words and I was pronouncing them, somebody sent me a thing they want me to pronounce a, a, a bunch of more words for us oh, okay. on the show today. Okay. Yeah. As long as you understand why, I'm good with it. You understand why. They like the way I talk, I guess. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's hear them. The first one is snickerdoodle. Like a cookie. Yeah. Snickerdoodle like a cookie. Okay. All right. I hope they're happy with that one. I certainly am. Yeah, I was too. Quesadilla. What? <laughs> Quesadilla. Okay, Dad. How often do you eat at a Mexican restaurant? Not as often as I used to because the doctor made me quit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so do you do you order these when you used to go? Yeah, I think I've ordered. Okay. All right. What do you like in them? Beef and cheese and just ever what they put in them. I just order them. I like them. <laughs> okay. And when you order it, you call it? Quesadilla. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm debating whether I should break it to you. I feel like it's the right thing to do. Dad, it's quesadilla. Uh-uh. So the Q sounds like a K. Yeah, I think, yeah. Quesadilla. Quesadilla. I, you know, you ain't too old. To, old dogs can learn new tricks all the time, so maybe, I, maybe I'll pronounce it better next time. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. You might can lick your own balls, too. <laughs> jalapeno. <laughs> okay. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Is how I say it? Jalapeno. Yeah. Yep. Oil. Okay. Yeah. Like use it in a sentence. I'm changing the oil in my car. I think that's how I say it. I say oil. Oil. Are you saying oil or oil? Well, I think I said it one way and then when I put it in a sentence, uh, 
said uh, changing oil in my oil. car. Yeah, you, you, I think you're consistent. All right, what else you got? Crayon. That's how I say it. Crayon. Crayon. Yeah. Right. Hi, there's no other way to say that, is it? Crayon. 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 That's the French way. Yeah. Crayon. 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 Yeah. Rule. Rule. Like old guys rule. Uh, rule you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Rule. This is a. This is just a hard word to say. Rule. 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 Like a rule riot. Okay. Yeah. Like in the country. That's that. That yeah. shouldn't be a word. That you know, no one should ever say that. It's like <laughs> Christy can't say the name Roy. You know, she's like, I'm not naming anybody Roy. I don't want to have anybody in my life named Roy because I don't know how to say Roy. Like she's like, Roy. <laughs> she cannot do it. Rule. Rule. I mean. The more you think about it, the harder it gets. That word should be outlawed. We're gonna do away with that word, okay. Say it one more time before it's gone, though. Rule. See, that's good. And the last word we got is lawyer. <laughs> lawyer? Why do you want you to say lawyer? That's just normal to me. I mean, they got you with quesadilla, though. I gotta tell you, man, you <laughs> fell right into that one. I, you know, I can't help it. That was awesome, quesadilla. I mean, you remember when you were here, maybe it was the first time you were visiting, you were in the back seat and you saw a sign for a restaurant that was a certain type of food, T-H-A-I, food. Do you remember seeing this sign? Thai. That's not what you said. <laughs> it won't. No. Thai. That's what you said. You said thigh food, and you just kind of looked out the window and read it out loud, and I just uh, I stored it away in my heart, Dad. Every time I see Thai food, I mean, and I went to Thailand, and boy, let me tell you, every time we turned around, we were saying thigh food because that's what you said, unprompted, and now you've changed it. Don't ever change, Dad. Order your thigh food and your quesadilla. That's right. <laughs> I got another email from Athena Bolton Steiner. Okay. If you could bring back a fashion trend, what would it be? Oh, this is a good question. You've lived through a number of fashion trends. Do you know what you'd bring back? I, I, I'd bring back the disco music and the, the little ball swinging around when you're dancing and stuff. You like the disco ball? Yep. So you don't... You don't have uh, di mirror balls in your shagging clubs? I think there may be one down here in Fat Harold somewhere hanging up, one of them hanging up down there. Yeah. yeah. And hey, and then uh, the Spanish Galleons got one hanging up. Okay, we'll see. You still got, but they don't play disco. Well, you'd be surprised. There's some disco music that gets played that you can shag to now, so they, they play a little bit of it. It's according to, you know... It, it ain't like the John Travolta kind that Saturday dance night Saturday fever. night fever and all that. Did you have a rhinestone suit or like one of those John Travolta body suits? Well, I I got one now that I wear at Halloween sometimes. The white suit with the lapel on it and the white pants that goes down and the boots and stuff you wear with it. Wear it, wear it at Halloween and do my John Travolta thing. Walking around. Well, you know where you're going to be for Halloween this year. Yeah, that's right. So I reckon I need to pack something up to 
Mythicon, baby. I wanna see you in this suit at Mythicon. <laughs> is it Elvis or is it John Travolta? It's more like John Travolta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Do a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. Yep. Yeah. So th that's probably what I'd bring back. Bring him back disco. I like that. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what I, what I would bring back. Fashion trend. It kind of made me, th I know it's a different era, but it made me think of bell bottoms. Like when I was in high school, do you remember I would I would take pants and then I would get them altered to be bell bottoms at the bottom. Like I just really liked that. So like I would take jeans to Nanny. So I think Nana did it sometimes too. And they would put a tri two triangles in the base of my uh pant legs yeah. to make to make them into like retrofitted bell bottoms. That was that was like my idea. I think because I was in a band, I gave myself license to just to look a little, dress a little weird. I still like to dress a little weird. I like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, bring that bring that suit to uh, Mythicon. Don't forget to pack it up. I'm pretty sure it's right over here in this closet. Okay. I got a, uh, a email from uh, Dino Max. He says, what's the difference between a refrigerator and a gay guy? <laughs> Oh, okay, Dad, tell me. What's the difference between a refrigerator and a gay guy? When you take the meat out of the refrigerator, it doesn't fart. Uh. Let that, that is, go through your head a little bit now. When you take the meat out of the uh, refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't it say it again. <laughs> don't say it again. Okay, all right. Okay. Man, just, I just don't know. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. Today we got a very special sponsor, and it would be Charles Neal's Barbecue Sauce, homemade, oh. made from scratch. As a matter of fact, when I went out to visit Lincoln, we went to Hawaii. When I come back, I had to make them some and leave it out there. So I told your people at your work that you might ought to slip them some down there and let them taste of it just to see if they like it. Cause you, you think it belongs in stores? I don't argue with that. Well, I, I have people that come and, and I usually just give it to them, but uh, they would buy it from me if I wanted to sell it to them. I probably, I got about 50 people that call me and say, I'm out of barbecue sauce. Can you make some more? Describe what it's like. Well, I can't describe it too much because I had not never given anybody the recipe to it. It's a secret. It's a secret. And uh, Nancy's youngest daughter asked me one day about it and said, what do you put in that barbecue sauce? And I said, well, I've been married four times and ain't never told none of my wives what's in this barbecue sauce. <laughs> so he said, do you think I'm going to give it to you? And she <laughs> said, well, you ought to give it to somebody. She said, write it in your will and give it to me. She said, I want it. I said... We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I got dibs on that. Um, I would describe it as tangy. It's a, it's a tomato slash vinegar base. It's vinegar, like, yep. It's vinegar and tomato based, I would say. Yep. Great on chicken. Yeah, you have it on pork. You have it on barbecue. Yeah, and when I build it on barbecue, I probably put a, add a little more vinegar, apple cider vinegar to it. It's definitely a banging chicken sauce. And then I, I cooked the brisket this weekend and put it on it. And 
Oh, it was killer. I'm oh, telling yeah. it was some kind of good. Mm, man, I bet that was good. So what do you call the sauce? Just Charles's barbecue sauce. All right. Well, if this is an ad, you got to tell people where to get it, but don't give them your home address. Well, if you want some of my barbecue sauce, you'd have to send me a note at ratherbeshagging at 53aol.com. <laughs> you cannot be sending people your barbecue sauce for free. I got I to gotta put my foot down. You can't do it. I'm like, I got to act as your manager right now. All right, well, that sounds like a plan to me. Maybe we'll get it in stores one day. That would be hilarious. That would be awesome. It wouldn't be hilarious. It would be great. It would be hilariously perfect. That's a good ad. Promote yourself. If no one else is paying you, you might as well just promote yourself. Taking a page out of my book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had somebody send me a... I've been getting a lot of emails asking for my advice, so it's time for another edition of I'll Help You Get Out of the Woods. This is the segment... Where when you send me an email, I'll give you some advice. Okay, let's hear it. My name is Casey. I'm from West Virginia. I'm 30 years old, and I have a daughter who is turning two years old in August. She has been learning to talk and say the typical words like da-da and papa. Well, I've been trying to teach her to identify farm animals, and she's been doing very good. She can recognize and say words like cow, pig, chicken. But as someone like yourself that has a southern accent, when it comes to the word sheep, she pronounces it shit, <laughs> kind of like sheep. Okay. <laughs> we will sing ba ba black sheep together, and it just comes out ba ba black shit. <laughs> Any advice for a newest father who is surrounded by southern accents? Oh, see, he doesn't sound like he has a Southern accent and he's concerned about everyone else giving it to his daughter. What's your take on this? Well, you kinda gotta take what you get when you're trying to teach two-year-old words and different things, cause sometimes it may but may not be how they mispronounce something. They'll, they'll even pick words up, so if you worry about a, uh, saying the word shit instead of sheep or sheep, you better not be in doing no cussing around her or doing nothing because she'll pick them words up and one day you'll be riding down the road or she'll be going somewhere with you and she'll say, I'll just be damned if I'm going to do that. <laughs> and, she, and you'll think about now, where did she get that from? And then you go to thinking and say, well, i say that. So... Yeah. With a two-year-old or a three-year-old or whatever you're doing, and you're trying to raise them like you're supposed to, you, you have to watch your own dialect with, in what you're saying and what comes out of your mouth. So just be careful with what you say and what you do because they pick up on it very quick for young children and everything. So just watch what you do and watch what you say. But let just let sheep go. I just think the damage is done. Yeah, if you She'll if you don't keep it. agging it on, leave it on. I wouldn't be singing "Ba Ba Black Sheep" too. I just leave that alone, let it go, and she she'll start saying other words and picking other stuff up, and she it'll be something else she's saying. Oh man, what an adventure! It's been fun having you being here with you today again, son. So I want y'all to come on back next Thursday, and we're gonna swing back into something. And, See, you know, see what we can get into again. So 
Hope you enjoyed everything that went on today. And just remember, if you got questions you want to send us, send it to uh, send to me. It's rather be shagging fifty three at aol dot com, and we're gonna swing right on out this show and get back into one next Thursday from dispatches from Myrtle Beach, the only place where lightning strikes twice. Step out the way. All right, Dad. Talk to you next week. Okay. See you later. Love you. Love you too.